Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 661. I've been really looking forward to this interview, actually. I look forward to all the interviews, but I was really looking forward to this one. We've got Patrick Gallagher, the uh, founder of Gridpan, with us. So, Patrick, could you give us a, a quick intro, a quick 20-second intro about yourself and about Gridpan? Yeah. So I ran my own marketing and technology consultancy for almost 13 years. Uh, built a whole bunch of websites, WordPress websites specifically in that time, and uh, used certainly every terrible host uh, in the business, but, but a handful of good ones too. And uh, it was actually after the second time that I canceled from uh, a really well-known managed WordPress host that I figured, um, to hell with it, I need to solve this problem once and for all for myself and for my clients. And so uh, I started building the tools um, that, that we were using internally, just you know, an arsenal for ourselves. Um, and after about a year of investing in that, I realized, well, maybe that's actually the more interesting business. And so we launched Repaint in February of 2018. Um, grew slowly throughout that that year, getting feedback, iterating, and then started to kind of pop in 2019. And, and we've just been growing ever since then. And so we help serious WordPress shops uh, sort of slay their hosting dragons once and for all. Oh, that's great. And I've got my great co-host, Stephen. Stephen, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Yeah, my name is Stephen Satter from zipfish.io. And a little known fact, we actually used Gridpane for everything. We started using them in uh, 2019. Um, so we used like Plus, cPanel stuff, all the managed WordPress hosting stuff, and uh, no one beats it in speed. So um, if you're looking to manage servers, you're the guys. All right. So got, he's already <laughs> I got even, a fact. I didn't even pay for that to happen. <laughs> I'm on the record. Like when I saw that Stephen was going to be on, I'm like, oh, wow, this is. All right. So um, before we go into the main part of the interview, I just want to talk about one of our sponsors um, who's been sponsoring the show for over three years now, and that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting is a premier WordPress hosting provider. If you're looking for quality hosting at a reasonable price for yourself or for your clients, I suggest that you go over to Kinsta. Um, they've got all the bells and whistles, one click backup, um, can change the version of PHP, got a great interface, great support. So if that's interesting, go over to Kinsta. Um, and the main thing, if you do look, if you do decide to buy one of their plans, and I suggest that you should do, is um, tell them that they you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. That really does help Kinsta, and it helps us as well. So let's go into the main part of the interview. So you mentioned that you were in the agency marketing world for about 13 years. Um, so you really took um, what my first question was, your background and why you started um, Gridpan. But it's still a big jump, isn't it, from a, you know, marketing age, you know, WordPress development design agency in, to starting your own hosting um what was some of the initial hurdles that you had to overcome in that actual change 
I think that's a good start of the interview. Hopefully, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing that I had to do was fire all of my clients. And so that that was interesting. Um, I'd had a bit of experience with it. Um, I'd had, you know, I had fired uh, toxic clients before, certainly. Um, but I knew that if I was going to go all in on this and invest, you know, fully of my my time and uh, far more money than than my wife would have preferred. Um, I had to. I just had to clean clean the slate, and so um, that was challenging. And there are still a couple lingering, you know, people that I'm very very fond of that are that are sort of still in my in my private client group. Um, that they're just running a grid paint account, you know, basically. Um, but you know, finding finding good developers, you know, when when um, you don't necessarily know. Um, how to tell the difference. Um, that was, that was a big one. I mean, I, I knew how to, I knew how to do all kinds of, all kinds of stuff inside of WordPress itself. Um, but I mean, I, I wasn't competent to be able to tell whether that, you know, that front end developer knew Vue.js, you know, like I could look at the end results and, and go, well, that, that works. Um, but you know, went through a lot of, a lot of challenges there. Um, and then, you know, I would say probably over the last three years, the biggest learnings has been, um, in, in finding quality talent, you know, and, and being able to know the difference and being able to kind of fit, you know, figure out your own sort of sniff test around, um, around who makes sense, um, you know, funding the work, you know, we don't, we don't have any outside investment. We don't have any traditional, um, VC investment. So that's always been an interesting part of the ride. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, just getting, I think the thing that we've done really, really well is that um, in the beginning, we had all kinds of problems, like things were basically always on fire because it was, it was just sort of ragtag and held together by duct tape. And so um, my co-founder and I, Jeff, we just always jumped on everything as fast as we possibly could. And so that started to create this, this reputation of just outstanding customer support. And it was like, yeah, it's outstanding because we... <laughs> It was like they didn't realize that we were just jumping on grenades. Um, and fortunately, we were able to keep everything sort of held together long enough that that the platform got stable, the product got stable, and we were able to round out the, you know, the support team and the development team. And um, we're far more polished now than uh, than when we launched. So, All right. Before I throw it over to Stephen, there's just a follow-up question. Um, well, there's two, there's two paths here. Um, I think later on I'm going to ask you about how you, you identify good development talent because I've had similar problems myself. Um, but my follow-through question is, you know, I think with a lot of um, new companies or startups, whatever the way you want to call them, it's finding the real market fit. Um, how long did, you, did it take you before you really were happy with, you know, how you were fitting in to the market that you found your real niche, your real explain the way to explain why people should care and the real needs that you were satisfying? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that was something that, um, if, if I knew then what I know now, I think we would be in a different place. Um, cause we, we spent probably a year, um, mostly just, again, just taking feedback, iterating, making, um, sort of incremental improvements to the platform. Um, and we, and we really started as this hosting control panel, you know, and we, 
And, um, and so we got compared to RunCloud and ServerPilot and, and cPanel and Plesk and all these other options. And so um, in some ways, you know, some of the pricing that we had, it was just like, well, this is, this is really expensive as compared to other hosting control panels. Um, but then, you know, in 2019, I think when things started to flip for us, um, it, I literally remember the day it was somebody asked the question and somebody in a Facebook group said grid pain. And then somebody said plus one like below that, you know, liked their post and then said plus one. And then that, that was when we started having like double digit month over month growth from that point onward. Um, and then really through the end of 2019, and then it became even, you know, much more apparent in 2020. Um, when we had people coming to us from Kinsta, when we had people coming to us from WP engine, from flywheel, you know, then we realized that it's like, yeah, we're not, I mean, yes, some of what we do, you could say it's a hosting control panel and you could put it in that neat box, but, um, but we're really sort of finding our place now as a, as a, as a hosting partner, um, to serious WordPress agencies. And so I thought, you know, I felt like based upon our growth in 2019, like, oh, this is what product market fit feels like. And it's like, once we actually started to talk to serious agencies like, like Stevens and just hearing that it's like, oh, we're just having so much more impact for those people. Um, then it was like, wait, no, that's what product market fit feels like. You know, when the, when the, when the sale isn't a sale, it's just, we're asking questions and I'm making sure that they're a good fit for us. And I'm making sure that we can check all the boxes that they need. Um, that's when it was like, oh, that's, that's what we are, you know? And so, um, we never really pivoted. We just sort of figured out, um, who, who we spoke to the best and who we had the most impact for. Um, and and then the message, it wasn't that the message changed. It just resonated more with them. Mm, Yeah. Over to you, Stephen. When people are coming from the various like hosting providers out there or other panels and stuff to you guys, like what, what are the pains that you're seeing out in the industry right now? Because hosting is like this thing that has just like exploded. I mean, I think like Elementor's doing their own hosting now. Like yeah. everybody, like every service, if you have any massive plugin anywhere, they're starting to get a hosting. Um, yep. They're, they've got a cloud offer. Yeah. So with so many options, like they're, everybody's solving little things here and there. Um, yeah. But you guys have like this benefit of seeing this aggregate of users coming from all different places. Like, yeah. like what are those pain points that you're seeing and why are people migrating to your solution? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a number of things. I mean, I think with certain providers, really large providers, um, you know, there's sort of this sense in this feel of like, um, they're just a number, you know, the, the, the quality of the support is still pretty high, but it feels feels a bit like a, you know, um, you know, take a number, you know, deli style service. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel high touch to them anymore. Um, one thing that we definitely see a lot of, especially for sort of our ideal customer profile is that they're at, you know, a very respectable provider. They're very, very pleased with what they get, but they really don't ever get any kind of like plateauing or economies of scale, you know? Um, the, the host themselves gets, gets the economies of scale, you know? Um, and so as your clients succeed, the bill just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And I think that once people start to dig in deeper and they look and they see like, okay, so their host, that company is actually using Google compute platform as the infrastructure provider. And then they go and look at the cost at Google compute platform and they go, wait a minute. I'm paying like an 8x or a 10x penalty here, you know, and I think where it really clicks is if, if you're really competent at using, if you've got your business dialed in on WordPress, 
Um, and you don't need a lot of handholding sort of at, you know, the low level stuff, sort of read the manual stuff, then you're paying for this premium support that you're not really capitalizing on, you know? And so I think that, you know, providers like Kinsta, WP Engine, they're absolutely fantastic for people that are starting, that are, that are, you know, have a handful of sites because the unit economics make a lot of sense then. But, you know, we've had people that have had to come from other providers where they're like on 60 site plans because, and they only had 12 sites because they were paying the PHP workers tax. You know, they had so many concurrent users that they're just paying this extreme um, tax, you know, on really their success. And so, you know, value for money is a big reason that people come to us. And I think that they like that, um, that we're just sort of transparent and accessible and we're really building this strong community in our, in our Facebook group and in engaging in other groups. Um, I think that they like that it's just sort of no BS, um, come as we are sort of human beings doing business with other human beings. And, and I think, again, there's sort of that feeling of just big monolithic, you know, um, IPO tracked companies that sort of have lost their, their, uh, their finger on the pulse, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, how did you guys, how'd you guys start out as far as like, um, marketing your services? I know like there's a lot of listeners that have different plugins or companies and they're starting out in like WordPress space. Like how, 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 how do you get into that world? Um, how did Greg Payne start? How did you get the word out there that, hey, Greg Payne's this awesome company? Right. So, um, yeah, we've done, in that context, we've done absolutely everything wrong. So, <laughs> so great, great, ways to, great ways to succeed is just follow what Patrick and the Grid Payne family do and do something else, you know. <laughs> um, but because we, you know, we haven't done any paid advertising really ever. We ran paid ads for like three days and then Jeff was like, knock it off that thing's on fire. You're going to just, people will come faster and discover the fires. Um, <laughs> if, if we have done, um, if we've done anything really well, it's been, we've way over invested in outstanding customer support. And so if you get customer support, right. And you get, and you get people to succeed on your platform, um, they're going to tell other people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, the other thing that we've sort of done, right. I mean, I say we haven't done any marketing, um, we've engaged very, very heavily in key Facebook groups. And, and I was doing that for at least two years, even before I launched Gridpain. I was just trying to answer questions, add value, um, never talk down about your competitors. You know, like I've, I've probably mentioned RunCloud um, more than, in certain instances, more than Gridpain, you know, because I think that for certain people that need a certain thing, like they're a fantastic option. Um, and for certain people at a certain budget, like you can't beat what they're doing over there, you know? And so I think that a lot of people are just take, 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 you know, we see in the, in the WP hosting group still to this day, someone will come in and ask a question and they'll get, you know, 80% of the answers are, they don't even remotely relate to what it is that they asked. And it's just buy my crap. You know, they just shove their offer down people's throats. And that's just something that we've never We've never worried about optimizing for like hooking someone today. It's like, if I add enough value, worst case scenario, they're going to go, nah, they're not the right thing for me, but we still get people now to this day. It's like, yeah, I've been watching you for like 18 months and and I'm ready to try now. I was just waiting to see whether or not you'd fizzle out, you know? And it's like, oh, cool. So, so just showing up and being consistent, like it, it's, um, you know, it's the, I guess it's the long shortcut, you know, you can't, you can't fake a reputation. You can't just buy your way um, into being respected in these groups. Um, so that's really all we've done is we've done a great job on customer support and we tried to add a lot of value where we could. Um, and, and that sort of has created word of mouth and it's created the seeds that 
that people find all the time, you know? So, um, I guess take the long way around is, yeah. is, is the answer. Yeah. I mean, like building that one-to-one interaction and user engagement, like always takes a lot of time, but once you get that engine going, it's an engine that's like super hard to stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can yeah. get a lot of momentum behind that. Did you start um, engaging like in Facebook and stuff like two years prior to starting grid paint as like, this is something I'm going to do. So I'm going to start getting plugged into this. Or was it just like a natural thing? Like, Hey, I'm here. And then you start this thing, you know, it's an, it's an, a natural Avenue to marketing grid paint. Yeah. So what was interesting is um, as I started to work on, you know, the tools that we were going to use internally for my agency, you know, I was like at the time, I remember I was like way down the HHVM rabbit hole. For those of you that don't know, HHVM was hot for a minute before PHP 7, 7.1, It was a way to speed up WordPress, um, the PHP you know, processing side of WordPress. And I remember finding a post by the CEO of Kinsta and, and, and it was in a forum somewhere. And it was like, it was the third one that I'd found. And I was like, damn it. Like, I'm like six weeks behind that guy, you know, like, like we're, we're going down the same rabbit holes and finding the same, we're looking for the same information and posting questions and answering questions. And so I just ended up in the WP hosting group and, and I'd done a lot of digging and I'd done a lot of homework and I, and it was just like, that was stuff that was fun for me, you know, to learn and to solve problems and to help people solve problems. And it was in the process of doing that, that it was like, well, wait a minute, I could actually like, I could upgrade my customer. Like instead of providing end user hosting to a mom and pop that needs one website, like I can work with people like myself, you know, because I, I, I'd gone so far on so many different axes. And, um, and so it wasn't, it wasn't planned or like, Oh, I'll set all these, you know, I'll set all this bait and then I'll change my mind. It was like, it was kind of a aha moment of like, I don't have to keep doing, I don't have to keep running my agency. Like I can, I can change, you know? And, uh, it was scary. And I had a, but I had a lot of support from my wife, um, who was like, do what makes you happy. You know, like you're burned out on this stuff. You've done it for over a decade. You want to work with all those nerds? Go work with all those nerds. <laughs> and so that that's what it was, you know. Um, and it just so happened that it helped that that I, you know, that I sort of uh, laid that groundwork, I guess, okay. you know. We're going to go for our break. I think it's been a great discussion so far. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Launch Flows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, 
high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. We've had a great discussion with Patrick, the founder of Gridpane, um, and a new way, a new form of WordPress hosting, I would say. Um, so we, what what surprised me about the hosting industry, which um, we had Chris Lemmer on the show last year, Patrick. You know, um, I for, I've forgotten his official title at Liquid Web. But Chris put me right about the hosting business because I always um, think it's dominated by GoDaddy, by Bluehost. But he informed me that it's actually still a very fragmented industry, that um, the the majority is still very small hosting companies. Um, how do you know? Did you realize that yourself when you entered the how fragmented the hosting industry still is? Because you do kind of get the impression that it's, it, it, in market share, it's, it's dominated by a couple of players, but that's not the case, is it? Mm, yeah, no. So, interesting um, side note I think, I think Chris is the SVP of product. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, we met at just briefly at WordCamp US um, in 2019. And um, interestingly enough, Liquid Web was was founded by some guys here in Lansing. I'm in the greater Lansing area in, in Michigan, right about there. And um, so Liquid Web is um, a big, big player uh, in the hosting space. Uh, A2 Hosting, they're in Ann Arbor, which is like an hour from here. Um, so for some reason, Michigan just cranks out hosting companies, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it. I knew how large the industry was. I mean, it's, it's all of website hosting is roughly $150 billion, uh, globally. And so if you, you know, if we assume that WordPress is a third of that, you know, you've got $50 billion, um, worth of business there. And if you look at some of the largest players, you know, yeah, they're doing $150 million this year. Um, well, that that's really a drop in the bucket in the whole the whole big picture, you know. Um, and as we have expanded our reach, um, we have something like we have customers in eighty two countries now. Um, I I was recently drilling down because um, we're always looking for like where are, who are providers that we can go with where we can expand our data center reach so we can deploy like we just added UpCloud there in the Nordics. Um, that's the big reason that we wanted to to uh, work with them. But I did some research and it turns out that like pretty much every single country, um, you look at the top 10 hosts in that country and they're all there. They're all, they're all company, like the top 10 hosts in France are all French hosting companies, you know, and, and mm. us just being ignorant in the United States or, or, you know, in our little bubble, we think, oh, why, where's GoDaddy on that list? And it's, they're not on the list, you know, and if you look at, um, you look at Spain, you look at, I mean, you look at most countries eight out of 10, nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 are, they're not the players that you've ever heard of. And so, um, I mean, yeah, it's incredibly fragmented. Um, and there's, you know, that's why I think it's a good idea to find, you know, even your competitors that, that maybe you're not going to ever do business with them, but 
you know, we can, we can send all kinds of business to every single one of our competitors and every single one of us can win because it's a massive pie and it's growing. Um, and I think that everybody offers just a slightly different thing from everybody else. Um, and so even though you see this consolidation, you know, liquid web is just, you know, they're buying up plugin companies and hosting companies and, and they're trying to make better and better investments inside of WordPress. Um, you know, they're, they're, small by, by, you know, the standards of EIG and, um, you know, GoDaddy, but, and, and then AWS is just like an order of magnitude bigger than that. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a massive industry and I think it's definitely not too noisy. It's definitely not too crowded. All right. Over to you, Stephen. So as you were like thinking about the company that you wanted to build, everybody, like we talked about a little bit earlier, like everybody's heading into the hosting space. You didn't do that. You were like, I'm going to build a like this crazy hybrid thing that kind of has a foot in both worlds and does both like really well. Um, Why did you go that route versus I'm just going to set up another hosting provider, a hosting company? Yeah. So, so again, it really was just, um, it started as me scratching my own itch. So it was like, I had a, I mean, the real Genesis behind it was I had a fantastic project manager who was great at WordPress. She could sell, she was great at customer support. She was awesome. But she couldn't spin up a server and that was something that I could do. So I needed just a basic UI that she could press a couple of buttons and it would, and it would provision a server, you know? And so what we started building was, was just for us, you know? And then the more that we got it to a point where it's like, well, I could, I could sell this to somebody. Um, the more it became clear, you know, and the, and we very, very quickly, we got traction, you know, we had a dozen or so users very quickly, just all word of mouth. Um, you know, we, we really went deep on that and we thought, let's make this the definitive hosting control panel for WordPress. At the time, really nothing like that existed. Um, there's arguably one or two sort of similar solutions now. Um, but the deeper that we went into that, the more that we realized, well, actually, we're sort of going all the way back to what it is that we originally wanted to build for our own agency, which is the definitive tool for the job for agencies. And so there, you know, blind luck is sort of the answer. Um, I, I didn't want to go into hosting because it, it is noisy and it's difficult to differentiate yourself, but, um, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, um, the Kevin Kelly, like thousand true fans, you know, and I'm a big fan of, um, uh, Seth Godin's minimum viable audience, you know, like I knew that I didn't need to have 70,000 customers. Like I knew that there were, I know that there's a thousand of you out there that I can connect to, um, I can resonate with, and I can actually have a, a quality relationship with. Um, and I don't have to, I don't have to do sleazy affiliate programs or I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Um, and I can still have an impact. And so it wasn't, it wasn't cognizant, you know, at the time of like, well, we'll just, we'll keep it super narrow. Um, but it just sort of, it just sort of, happened that, that it was like oh this is what we are and then the more we evolved it was like yeah we're not just a hosting control panel anymore and and who knows what we'll call ourselves a year from now um but hopefully it um so long as our customers are happy uh, I, I really don't care what it's called <laughs> you know? i mean call it ham on rye that's fine you know it's whatever <laughs> um so long as it resonates with people fair enough uh something that i um i've noticed with your guys's marketing that you've been doing is you've been reaching out into like all different other like educational kind of spaces and building out courses and stuff um, that I've seen kind of on the Facebook groups. Um, Why have you decided to take that approach into like building courses and the course route versus like 
you know, running some Google AdWords and going back to the paid route to try to um, kind of increase the brand or the reach of grip pain. Yeah. So, um, so it, in the beginning, what we sort of pictured is, well, what if we, you know, we, one of our big problems at the beginning was we didn't have a lot of documentation um, or any. So, so our long-term plan was like, let's, let's have some. And then, you know, if you're a pro user, you'll have this, this KB article, but if you're a developer user, maybe there'll be like an hour long webinar underneath that, that goes like super deep, um, on all the firewall settings. And then Jeff can just explain all that crap, you know? Um, and so that was a plan that we had in the early days. Um, and the more that we've just taken feedback from our users, it, the more we realize, like, we have all these fantastic tools, we can go very, very deep, not just on the how, but the why and the use cases. And the more that we started to do that, we got more feedback. And it was like, well, how do I, how do I sell that thing now? You know, like, um, like, I think sort of a point at which it clicked that it was like, we should probably get some more of this, this material out there is I was, uh, I was doing a podcast and somebody was like, wait, you fired all of your clients. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, how did you do that? And I'm like, oh, I just, I sent an email and I, and, I, and I was, I was delicate about it. And they're like, no, no, really. I would like you to show me exactly just step-by-step step how you did that. Um, and it's like, okay, um, I guess I could do that. I guess I could show people how to fire their clients, like lose money in 24 hours. Like, great. Here's, here's the next, you know, smash hit in info products. Um, but, but it, it was also just wanting to add more value to, you know, like we have, we have this fantastic tool and it allows you to bolt on this recurring revenue business to, to your existing agency. Maybe you do SEO, maybe you, you, you do just design. Um, a lot of people aren't necessarily comfortable making that kind of sale or even making a high ticket sale. You know, like my, my agency before, a lot of people want to know how I grew that to what I did to, to the point where I could kill it all and invest heavily, you know, in, in this harebrained idea, you know? And so, um, it was mostly just wanting to add more value, add more context. Um, and, and definitely now that we are sort of building all of these assets and we have all of this stuff, which can be repurposed in so many ways, now it makes sense for us to look at paid acquisition and, you know, strategic partnerships and, um, and actually getting the word out in a more purposeful, um, kind of controlled way, as opposed to just the, the, the continued organic word of mouth. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. Back to you, Jonathan. I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Hopefully, um, I'm sure Patrick can stay with us for a little, little bit more of the interview, which you'll be able to see the whole interview plus the bonus content on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. So um, I'm going to be asking... Um, I'm going to be asking Patrick a little bit more controversial questions in the bonus content. So um, please, like I say, go over to our YouTube channel and you'll be able to see the whole interview plus the bonus content. Um, before I just wrap up everything, I just want to say that also Stephen and his crew at Zipfish have helped the WP Tonic become a real speed machine. Um, if you're looking um, for help, you're having problems with your WordPress site around speed, go over to Sitfish and they'll be able to help you out. So, Patrick, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to? Um, yes, yeah, so you can just go to gridpain.com, obviously. Um, and you can also go to uh, our uh, Facebook group, which is um, Self Managed WordPress. 
Um, we'll link those um, in here or add them to the show notes. Um, that's where I'm most active and most accessible is our, is our Facebook group. Um, and, and actually, uh, on, uh, what is it? It's, uh, the new one. Um, I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, what is it? It's the all audio new social network that I literally just signed up for uh, clubhouse. Yeah. Oh yeah. So clubhouse oh, yes, clubhouse. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. Steven, Yes, there, uh, either Stephen or Spencer have been. I was, I think it was Spencer that Spencer, was telling me yeah. about. I'm not, Clubhouse. not on Clubhouse yet. Yeah. No, oh, it, you re, you remind oh. me, uh, Patrick. Listeners and viewers got some exciting news at the end of the month. Um, WP Tonic with um, Stephen Spencer and all the key players of our Friday roundtable show. We're all going to be um, starting a Facebook group under the domain of WP Tonic. Um, it should be a great resource if you're looking to optimize and automate your WordPress website. So we'll be telling you more about that as the month rolls out. Um, so like I say, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Um, please join us for the bonus content. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.